Welcome to Pilgrim Talk. David O'Rourke here, bringing you the second instalment of Paul O'Higgins speaking from the heart about the wonderful plans that God has for the Church in Ireland today. I hope you enjoy this. So in Ireland we're coming to a peak from a time when people tried to establish their relationship with God based on their piety, based on their religiosity, based on their observance. And if they were very observant, they could congratulate themselves and feel really holy, but then that didn't make them righteous either. And so then people say there's just nothing in this religious thing. And there's this huge atheistic vacuum in the land. And there's a vacuum for the word of God. And God has raised up thousands of people who are loaded with the word of God in this land. And our prayer is that they all may have an outlet for the compassion and the love and the wisdom and the truth that's absolutely uh, locked up in them. And that the Spirit of God would release us all into the harvest field in this way. So we're coming from a a life, uh, from a very long tradition where we sort of went from the tabernacle of David, where the Christians were to have, back into something like the tabernacle of Moses, a sort of a liturgical observance. you can't go here, only him can go there. And this is only that person up there is the holy person, and you're out in some far out place. And now we're all with an unveiled face beholding the glory of God. The veil of guilt is removed. The veil, when the veil was split from top to bottom, our guilt was removed, and we're reconciled to God. Not as an achievement of our piety, but as an achievement of His work for us. Our lives are completely dependent. Not what we, we have done for God if we have a thousand nighttimes, but what he has done for us in his finished work of Jesus on the cross. So that our relationship now is built on his promises. And there you know there are two kinds of promises in God. They're the promises which God gave that he already fulfilled. And when that promise is fulfilled, it's now a fact. <laughs> and when it's a fact, it's too late for the devil to do anything about it. And the, God promised to send the Son to bear the sin of the world. It's in Isaiah. It's in Genesis. It's right throughout the Bible. It's in different types of the daily sacrifice. God promised to send the Son, wounded for our transgressions, wounds for our iniquity. He promised, but he didn't just promise. He did it. He entered into history, into our time, into our humanity, and took upon himself our guilt and shame and blame. It's now a done deal. It remains simply for people to know it and believe in it and be reconciled to God. We're ambassadors for Christ. Yes. We're messengers for Him. Yes. Not ambassadors with yes. a big title. That's right. But um, ambassadors, people start up with this message and say, Come on, God isn't mad at you. He's already borne your iniquities and placed them on His Son. And He wants to give you the spirit of adoption. So we're coming from a walk with God that was based on observance to a walk of God that's based on promises. That's the way to live. And that's the way that Abraham lived. He lived with the promises of God. He didn't look at himself, he looked at God, what God had done. And we're not looking at ourselves, we're looking at what God has done for us. So our response can only be thanksgiving. All we can say, Lord, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lord. All of our days will be thanking the Lord. 
But our lives are not built on the promises because you know, people just believe on taking promises. Our lives are built like David's was on the presence. His presence, Amen. from his presence comes radiant light. From his, from his presence comes power. From his presence comes energy. From his presence comes righteousness. And his presence is in the heavens, but his presence has also come down into our hearts. Yes. He's put his presence in us. And the mystery of the gospel isn't just Christ for us, but it's Christ in us. <laughs> the hope of glory. Patrick was under that one, wasn't he? Christ beside me, Christ within me, Christ above me, Christ beneath me. He was under that. We lost it someplace. We live by his presence. In Romans 6 and 7, you see the struggling Christian, you know, I want to live the righteous life. Well, I know my sins are forgiven and now I want to live the righteous life but I still can't live the righteous life now I feel so bad because the good that I don't want to do I, the good that I want to do I don't do and the evil that I don't want to do I do oh it's miserable and the secret is yeah don't forget there's no condemnation yeah. you've entered into the glory realm yeah. of the spirit yeah. for the law of the yeah. spirit of life what's that? it's his presence yeah. his presence in, in you is stronger than the power of sin and death yeah. greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world yeah. there's something in me that's stronger yeah. than covetousness than greed yes. than lust than anger than rage than yeah. selfishness it's the spirit of Jesus has come into me Hallelujah. and this old person who is bound by those things no longer exists he's been dead and buried it's great to be dead <laughs> and this is producing this people living from the promises but also living from his presence and actually I'm so hopeless at living the Christian life that I need Jesus with me 24-7 yes. <laughs> stay with me Lord yes. stay with me Lord yeah. We're of ourselves, we can do nothing, in Him we can do all things. Yes. But then now, I, hear, I believe we're in this, in the, as the body in Ireland, we're coming to this third dimension of Christian living, which rounds it off. Because it doesn't end Romans 8. We have Romans 12 in the middle, you have this. God remembering Israel. He's a promise keeper God. He'll wrap everything in, fulfill his promise of them. He won't forget them. He'll wrap them in again. Romans 12, though, he says, I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, in the light of all I've said, there's a response. There's a response. Yes, it's all of grace. Yes, all we can do is just thank him. Yes, all we can do is just lean on his life. Because as well as leaning on the promises, we have to lean on his life. Yeah. But then there's a third element. As a response to this, I'm yearning with you, I'm pleading with you, and I want you to present your bodies that are on the earth for a, a limited time, yeah. unless the Lord comes back. While your bodies are on the earth, I want you to present your body for his purposes as a living sacrifice. There's no martyrdom, there's no masochism. I want you to present your energies. Your body has a brain, it has a heart, it has limbs, it has legs, it's got a face, it's got eyes, it's got ears, it's got a mouth. And I'm asking you to use your mouth for him. Be a mouth for Jesus, wherever you go. Be a hand of caring. In the spirit of Jesus wherever you go and be legs for Jesus to bring him wherever you walk or drive or pedal 
live for his purposes. And in John's gospel, in John's writings rather, Paul deals more with the issues of sin and our emancipation from A, sin's penalty, and B, sin's power. John speaks about overcoming the world. Now, Dublin, we just prayed for Dublin. Dublin is a very worldly city, isn't it? It's known as a worldly city. It's known as a very, very worldly city. We delight in our sophistication. And uh, we're told by John, love not the world, nor the things of the world. So our love and our affection are not the things of the world. We can use the things of the world. But there's an addictive power of things of the world, so we use it with a little bit of care. Because all this in the world is passing away. You see people who were once so prominent in the world, and then their life fades. Something happens, disaster strikes, and they're nothing. <coughs> their political party is out of office. And you say, do you remember he used to be the minister for, oh, oh yeah, well, yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah, yeah, back in the 80s he was minister. No, I don't really remember him. <laughs> but his name was all over the papers then. All these things are passing away. Yeah. The one who does the will of God. And he's looking for us before we die to live as a living sacrifice. The glory of God is man, fully alive, abundant life, full of energy, full of zeal, full of joy, full of hope, full of boldness, full of his provision for his purposes. Yes. This yes. is the key now. Yes. Will we also now, will we just stop at the promises? Maybe lean in his presence also. But will we also be people who will say, Lord, I'm finished with the world and its agenda. To me, to live as Christ, I'm living for the agenda of the King of Kings the rest yes. of my life. Yes. Now we still have to work and we make contact with the world and all of that. But our agenda, value, worth and purpose doesn't come from that word. We're people who are called out. That's what church means, ecclesia. Called out from serving the word. Dead to the word. Not just dead to sin. Not just dead to the law. Not just dead to the flesh. Amen. But dead to the word. Amen. But alive to Jesus Amen. and the purposes of, the king, of his kingdom. It's fantastic. And I believe that he's going to mobilize those who've been filled with the spirit. Who've had revelation be touched with his life and filled with his life, he's going to mobilize us with people who are living for his kingdom and we yes. see this kingdom spread throughout this land. That's where the harvest is coming. At this third level of presenting ourselves as living sacrifice yes. for him. Say, Lord, we're going to have a lot of fun and a lot of uh, uh, adventures living to see your kingdom advance. And that this will not just be left to a few professionals. They will be all of us. I beseech you, live for him and for his kingdom. Live, give give him your mouth, your hands, your heart, your brain, (laughs) your talent, your personality. He doesn't want to kill your personality. Give him for for his agenda. We're going to see all kinds of wonderful things. And I believe there's a little hold-up, a little slowing down, a little tripping up, a little delay 
of the advance of the kingdom of God because our people haven't been sufficiently instructed in the reality that we're already dead to the world. Yes. And that Jesus needs our hands and feet and arms. Now, remember when you're presenting yourself to him, you're not presenting yourself to a man except the man, Jesus Christ, or to a denomination, or to a work, or to a movement. You're presenting yourself to him. And I have no idea exactly the way he'll express himself through you. We're not asking your dedication to a program. My program, your program, or somebody else's program. But for his unique way in which he's going to manifest himself through you and advance the kingdom of God through your life and through your personality, in your neck of the woods, in your corner of the world, in your unique warped personality, <laughs> through your unique warped personality, in a special way for you. So abide in that. Abide in that setting of your sail. And he will bring it forth. There's no, no legalism in this whatsoever. This is a manifestation of his life as you live for him. And then that also brings a tremendous freedom. To be free from the word is so fantastic. To be free, whether people think you're important or not important, whether people think you're a failure or a big success, it doesn't mean that much to you. Because you're living for him and for his agenda. And you're actually living for the audience of one. Jesus looked like the biggest flop, didn't he? But it was carrying out the plan and the purpose of the Father. And thank God he was the only one who had that particular calling. But we all have some way in which the following out of his calling and purpose for the, our lives will bring some form of a cross. In other words, that the leading of the Spirit will go contrary yeah. to the plans and the purposes and the goals of the world around us. Yeah. And living, from, living in the faith of Abram who lived from the promises. We also have something in the walk of Abram who was circumcised and who was asked to leave country, kindred, father's house. For us, that's not necessarily geographic, but it's a calling to leave the agenda we might get from our country. We're looking for Ireland. Yeah, we love Ireland and everything else. But that's not my agenda anymore. Family. They have an agenda for you. But then they see you moving another way, so they react and say, he's gone crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Send for a psychiatrist. (laughs) We'll send the elder brother to talk some sense into him. They tried to send him to a psychiatrist one time. (laughs) (laughs) But we can't rise to see the glory of the coming of the Lord. (laughs) Country, kindred, father's house. And so we have Irish, we're no longer typical Irish because we're living mm. for something better than any university degree, mm-hmm. than any career, mm. than any king, than any politician could give us yeah. to live for him in this wonderful kingdom yeah. of love and compassion mm. and kindness and salvation and restoration to God. Well, that's all we've time for today. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by this message from Paul O'Higgins. Pilgrim Talk will be bringing you the final session soon. This is David O'Rourke saying God bless you and goodbye.